0: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Three Doors Down brings its 20th anniversary tour to MECU Pavilion in Baltimore on August 20th. I spoke with frontman Brad Arnold about the band's biggest hits, from Kryptonite to Here Without You. What's up, Jason? Hey, Bradley, thanks so much for taking the time to join us.
1: My absolute pleasure, man.
0: And we're talking for the twentieth anniversary tour of the Better Life, man. D- can you believe it's been twenty years?
1: You know what, man? I can't believe it's been twenty years. And when that record came out, I had just turned twenty-one and uh, started touring, and uh, been on tour for half my life now. And uh, so, man, you know, to look back, to look back in some aspects, it's like, yeah, that seems like twenty years worth of stuff. But when you think about like into like little individual events, like. That's been 20 years ago that and I mean, you know, it is by the grace of God that we've been doing this for for this long. And I mean, if you'd have asked me, would would we still be going? I would have hoped so. But I mean, I, that would have been a really optimistic dream.
0: Right, for sure, for sure. Well, I want to get into, it is the 20th anniversary of A Better Life, so I want to get to that in a second, but let me back up a second and move a little more chronologically. Like, where'd you, you grew up in, like, Mississippi, right? How, how did you actually get into music, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what were the group bands you listened to growing up, and, you know, how'd you actually get an instrument in your hand the first time?
1: Well, I was the, I'm the youngest of seven kids, and so I grew up kind of listening to whatever my brothers and sisters listened to, so I grew up listening for, and, and, and my dad as well, and my dad listened to everything like Marty Robbins and Charlie Pride and my brothers, my older brothers from Boston and Kansas. And, and then my sister, uh, who I was a little close to in age, she loved Bon Jovi and poison and all like all the eighties bands. And, and so, man, I just kind of like, and along with that, I, I had another brother that listened to a bunch of country music. So I grew up with all the country music from time. And, and, uh, and I kind of ran the gambit. I I had the influence from a lot of different stuff, and it was just kind of whatever my brothers and sisters listened to. And I grew up in the Assembly of God Church, and that's almost uh, like a Pentecostal or whatever. So, uh, you know, you sing a lot in church in, in Assembly of God Church. And I didn't really sing in front of the church too much, but in those churches, everybody sings. And and uh, and so I guess there I found my voice. And I never had to be. All of my family is kind of loud. And so I, <laughs> and I never really had to be bashful around my house and, and things like that. And so, um, and as far as like instruments, I, I, I can never remember not beating on pots and pans. And, and, uh, I have a picture from when I was, it, the drum that I was hitting would have been waist high to a sixth grader. Cause it was my brother's drum that he was playing in elementary school. And I'm reaching up over the top of it, beating it. And, uh, I was probably two years old and, I just always, I always like making racket.
0: (laughs) That's the original demo tape. It was called Pots and (laughs) Pans. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well, how, I'm sure you've told this story a million times, but how did the actual Three Doors Down band come together? And and how did you guys come up with that name? I mean, I know the story, but tell our (laughs) listeners.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? We came, we came up with a name the day before a gig. And uh, we really didn't have a name. And uh, we were riding down through Foley, Alabama, on our way down to Gulf Shores. And that's, uh, that little town has a ton of fruit stands through it. and some of them were in the same little building. Uh, we'll, we'll have several. And one had moved a couple of parcels down and they had put a sign up on the front of their little booth there and it said, you know, business moved so many doors down and some of the uh, letters had fallen off. And um, and there was three of us at the time. And, and Todd said, you know, well, what about three doors down? And it stuck and, and, uh, and we just stuck with it, you know. And, um, you know, but uh, those two guys, Matt and Todd, I never remember not knowing them. I played t-ball with Matt. He's my he's like my third cousin, second, third, uh, third cousin. And uh, Todd, he dated my sister when he was in like middle school and I was a little kid. And so, I, I mean, I knew those guys from, uh, I, you know, my whole, entire life. It's just one of those people you just don't remember not knowing them. And that really added to a lot of getting to start a band with two guys that I knew. And Chris came. I'd known Chris throughout my entire teenage years and stuff uh, uh through todd and, and he had played in the band together but um you know it was such a pleasure not to just get to do it but to get to do it with like real friends that i had known my whole life not somebody that i was kind of having to learn to live with and it made it a you know and it made it a lot sweeter in those first years
0: absolutely all right so then you you know the better life you you, you put together that that breakthrough debut album And man, that sucker is like, I don't know, five times platinum or something. It's insane. Um, Tell me about the creation of Kryptonite, because that song, that's going to outlive me,
1: you. They'll still be playing that song. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, that song, I I think it's like, um, I think it's like a lot of catchy songs. It's they're they're the easiest ones to write because they're they're almost they already live, you know, and. I, I've, I've always said that, man, I, I can't sit down and write a song. I Occasionally one would just fall out of the sky and hit me in the mouth. And uh and that's kind of what that one did. I sat down and I wrote it down. I mean, I, I was in high school algebra at the time. I was 16, 17. I might have been almost 17. I think I was still 16 at the time. And um and like I said earlier, I've never, I can't tell you how many times in my life I've been told to stop beating on that. And I was sitting there tapping on my desk and, and uh, that's where the little drum beat come from that, in the beginning of the song, and uh, I just wrote those lyrics down, and I think the lyrics probably have more meaning for me now than they did then, but the general meaning of the song is just basically the question of, you know, will you be there for me unconditionally, whether I'm up or whether I'm down, and, and you know, that very question meant a lot to me throughout the years, but at the time, it was a pretty simple question, um, but it was just right about my friends, you know, and I wrote the, and I wrote those words down, man, and about the, about the speed of time that, or length of time, in speed, that it would just take you to write down a thought, you know. And um, um, I took it to practice that day and sang it through to Matt one time. And I said, I think you got something for that. And he played the first notes of that song. And it really, honestly, man, it never changed a whole lot. Uh, and and it was just kind of, that's just how it, how it came about. It was really, really easy. But it was one of those songs also when, as soon as we wrote it, we were like, mm, that's a pretty dang good song right there, man. And uh, and and you know I mean and that being that we had only probably ever wrote four or five songs, or well, maybe seven or eight songs ever before we wrote before we wrote Kryptonite.
0: Wow! So Kryptonite was written in high school algebra class. There you go. It
1: was. <laughs> That's it was. i terrible. At, I'm terrible. That's not at bad now. for
0: right out of the gate, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking the Better Life uh, Anniversary Tour, so uh, of course that album also had loser which is a completely different sort of vibe than kryptonite this one's a little heavier theme but uh tell me about what, what you was going through in your mind when you penned that 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 one's a that's a little darker
1: <laughs> yeah that was a little darker and it was actually about one of my friends and I wasn't calling him a loser it was actually how I thought that he viewed himself because it, it was another kid that grew up with me and Matt and he's fine now and, and but at the time he's gonna do a rough spot in his life with uh with some drugs and I think that we had all kind of, we were teenagers in, in a small town and and, they, and we were really bored. And I think everybody tried this and that, but he he was a little, he got a little off in it. Um, and it's just how I thought that he viewed himself through the veil that those had kind of put over his eyes. And uh, and like I said, I'm thankful to say that he straightened up and he's fine. Um, But it was, you know, I think a lot of, I think a, but the same thing, I've. At the same time, I think we were all kind of going through that same mentality of, you know, I don't know, when you're young like that, and a bunch of rambunctious boys and there's a certain amount of inevitability you think of something happening or, or whatever you don't think. I don't think any young man sees himself living to be an old man, I guess. And right. I think maybe that's just kind of the theme of that song.
0: I mean, great. I didn't know that. It seemed like it might have been a personal story, but it's saying you're saying you wrote it about what you thought someone else was doing. That, that's that's yeah. Great. Um, yeah. And then, of course, wrapping it up, we're talking the Better Life Tour. <laughs> the other big hit off that was uh, Be Like That. Um, was that – i mean that's just like a a beautiful little song but do you is that um was that based on someone that you wish you could be like you know did you look up to somebody or you know what's the story behind that
1: you know what it was kind of it was kind of me it was kind of my fault um because so um the way that we got signed is we made a demo down in mississippi and um about half the songs that and we and we our, our local radio station started playing kryptonite it became a for the uh holly quest song on the station and we got signed for so about half of that demo became the better life record and then we wrote the other five songs and one of those songs was be like that and at the time we were getting signed so we knew that we were getting signed and i that song was just kind of me looking forward you know like looking forward to a to a dream and um um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of has the characters and uh of the little boy, you know, but I think that little boy is just me and you know, I'm looking looking ahead to dreams and and uh the second verse, you know, she spends her days up in the North Park. North Park is actually a mall in Jackson, Mississippi that I used to go visit a lot. And uh, you know, people just like to spend their time um looking at people in the mall, you know, kind of people watching and stuff. And it was just kind of wrote about the sentiment of a of a lady watching people as they passed and um you know, I think, but we all have those those dreams, and uh, um, you know, it, it's interesting and, and fun to to look out and sing that song and see people see people sing that song with their own dreams in their eyes. They're not necessarily looking at me, thinking that I wish they could be like. You know, I don't think that they like. I could be like, because they're just looking. You see them, and you know, they might be singing toward me, but I see the dream. they're dreaming about being in their eyes and it's so cool to get to see that you know
0: oh yeah definitely and i mean so that album is you know blows up and you you guys are you know household names at that point um but a lot of bands can't follow it up you know they're that one album hit and then they can't follow but you guys did because away from the sun um was pretty darn big too and i know answer me this question i you know that the the two big hits off of that here without you and when i'm gone is there like a through line there i i almost noticed you're singing i'm here without you baby but you're on my mind and then it's hold me when i'm here but love me when i'm gone is that like you're finally out touring the road but you're still talking to your lover who's you know back home you know it seems like there's like a common thread with that
1: absolutely yeah you know like they say you have your uh, whole life to write your first record you have like a year to write your second one. And it, that is a a very recurrent theme on that on the way from the sun is you can tell it's like, well he wrote those lyrics on a tour bus. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> so <laughs> that was absolutely. you you got
0: that was you on the tour bus writing back basically back home saying I'm here without you and please love me when I'm gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and with the line in, in here without you it says a hundred days have made me older since the last time I saw your pretty face. Well, that was based on the longest time I ever went on tour without going home was three months, and that was like a hundred days, and uh, and that was a freaking long time, man. We left, and we would go and go on that on that Better Life tour. We played probably the first three years of our uh, career, which so that was part of the uh, away from the Sun tour too. We probably played three hundred shows a year, man, and and not only did we play three hundred shows a year, I'll bet you we visited. 200 radio stations you know because you'd play a show and then you'd get up in the morning and be at a radio station at seven o'clock go in and do an interview and play acoustic you know and and uh and man really I mean what time did you go to bed you know I mean (laughs) and it was it was a lot it was it's to look back on it it's blurry you know um but it was a whirlwind and it was so exciting and I thank God that I got to do it when I was so young because, I mean, I'm 42 now, and a lot of bands, you know, they don't really, like, take off till like, 35. There ain't no way under God's son that I could have did that now. (laughs) I I mean, dude, I'm I'm healthier now, and I feel better now. But at the same time, there's a difference in a 42-year-old and a 21-year-old
0: oh yeah you have a lot more energy and stamina when you're younger man you you're youth is built to be torn like that when we get up uh, late 30s early 40s man it's you slow down a little
1: bit <laughs> Oh man back in those days and, and i'm not glorifying drinking in any way because i don't drink anymore i've been sober for five years it's the best thing i ever done but well, like congrats. three o'clock thank you very much back today at three o'clock i was taking a shot at jack daniels now three o'clock in the daytime i'm like mm, not down for the nap <laughs> <laughs> you were three shots down <laughs> Oh, absolutely, man! Now I'm like, now I got my, now I'm three pillows down. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. That's the that's the natural evolution, my friend. Well, um, we could, you know, we could go through a million of your songs. We don't have time, but just uh, one more in closing. I know everyone remembers Citizen Soldier. It was like your tribute. Or it was a recruitment, actually recruitment video for the National Guard. And I remember, yeah. you know, it was on TV, <laughs> and it might have even played before, like like sort of like before movie trailers. I think, if I remember correctly. But uh, talk about. Talk about why that was so important to you, you know, the the whole military call.
1: Yeah, man, that was, that was actually a really fun project. And, um, the National Guard wanted us to write a song that they could play in the movie theaters. And, uh, and so it was, the project came together knowing, with us knowing what it was going to be. It didn't just like happen to to fit or whatever. And, um, and so the National Guard approached us to write a song that they could use, um, for that, uh, for that thing. And then it was going to be shot around it. And, uh, so uh, a man called me from the National Guard one day, and I can't remember what rank he was. Honestly, he was far up. I don't remember uh, what it was, and I don't want to get it wrong. And he, he just kind of went through it with me and said, you know, we'd like to have a song that kind of uh, kind of talks about, you know, our National Guard. Being our, being our first soldiers, going back to the minute end and, and uh, fighting through all the wars and things. And but not only showing the the wars that they've been a part of, but what they do here at home as well. And uh, and he's got to talk about it. He said, you know, and, and we call ourselves the Citizen Soldiers. So if you could if you could in, incorporate that into the song somehow and maybe somewhere in the lyrics, I was like, no, no, sir. That is I said, that's the song. Citizen Soldier will be the name of it. He said, well, that would be great. I said, yes, sir. And uh, he said, if you could have it wrote for us, maybe in the within the next month, sometime, that would be. Great too. That way we can go ahead and kind of start writing the video around it, get it done. I said I'll try my best, and I called them back about two hours later and said, "Got it." <laughs> and, and we uh, and we we kind of laid it down that day at because uh, we were in the in the process of making a record at the time anyway, and we laid it down that day and sent it to them. They were like, "Perfect." record it. We recorded it, and uh, Antoine Fuqua, who's a, I mean freaking one of the best directors ever, Oh, director training, training day. Man. day yeah and he was so freaking cool man that dude it, it, he was he was just like the coolest dude and uh and he was he was great to work with but he had an eye for that you know because i've never been around like really many like movie productions and stuff but i've been around some pretty good directors because we've had we've had some directors that have directed videos for us go on to be pretty pretty decent directors and pretty good directors in their own right but they're not Antoine Fuqua, and he was already Antoine Fuqua when he directed this video, you know? And so to see his eye go and, like, how he set up those shots, and, I mean, that was a huge video shooting and all. And it was just really a cool project to be a part of.
0: Well, he at that point, he was – yeah, he, he had a little of that Denzel Washington magic still rub off on him, man.
1: <laughs> Heck, yeah. Uh,
0: exactly. Awesome. Well, I appreciate – thanks for doing that. That song, I mean, you know, our listeners, were in D.C., we got Republicans and Democrats. And I know any given war, people will oppose or support depending on the policy. But regardless of where our listeners stand, you have to support the actual troops because they make they and their families make such a big sacrifice. So thanks.
1: Absolutely. That. Man, that thanks. is our absolute pleasure. It's it's our pleasure to do anything with the military anytime we can. I mean, I, my dad was in the Air Force. My brother was. And Chris, our guitar player, was uh, eight years in the Navy before he was in the band. And uh, so we have ties to it, but you know, I never served. And I mean, that's the least we can do is to support them. And uh, and that's my my way of serving them, is uh, is to be able to do things like that and, and to remember them whenever we can and to keep them in our prayers.
0: Perfect place to leave it. All right, everybody, again, three doors down, performing with special guest Seether uh, at MECU Pavilion in Baltimore on Friday, August 20th. So get your tickets now. Thanks so much for doing this, Brad Arnold uh, on WTOP. Thanks, man. My pleasure, Jason.